Kitin Daf Mem Tet Amud Beis. We start with Mem Chet and, and Mem Tet Amud Beis. Is the Torah rational Rabbi Shimon Darish Taima Dikra? So here we're going to try in just a few minutes to do uh, uh, gain some understanding that really should take a few hours to to talk about. We'll see how we manage this um, because we're getting to the essence of the idea of rational reasons for mitzvot and and how we view that. The principle in understanding it is that there's a difference between an axiom and, and a principle of logic. That doesn't mean the axiom is illogical. It just means that the principles of logic in a system are built on the axioms that define the system. So the axioms can often only be understood if you're looking at it from outside of the system. The axioms are the outer limits of a system. So you can understand the outer limits of the universe if you're standing outside of the universe. But if you're inside the universe, you can't really understand the outer limits of the universe. And so with, with any system. So the, the axioms, we have axioms in physics, we have axioms in maths, we have, we have axioms that define the parameters in which the system, in which the system operates. Again, that doesn't mean the axioms are irrational, it just means that from within the system you can't always understand the workings of the axioms themselves. Let's have a look at the, uh, uh, at the Mishnah and the Gemara. It's the, the Mishnah that we need to know, the Posuk in Parshish Mishpatim. Ki yaver ish sadeh If a person sends his cattle to graze in somebody else's field, meitav sadeu, meitav karmo He damages his neighbor's field and he has to, uh, damages either by trampling or by grazing. He has to pay the nizak, the person who is damaged, metav sadeu, from the best of his property, meaning if he doesn't have cash and they have to claim the, the damages from his property, we claim from the best of his property. There's differences in property, as we'll see when we get to Bovakama. There's, there's idit, there's benonit, and there's ziburit. There's good property, there's mi, 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 middle-range property, and there's poor property. They will claim the same amount. It's just a question, would you rather claim from a very small piece of Manhattan or would you rather claim from a big piece in, mid, in mid-America where you've got some cornfields? So even though the, the value of the property would be the same, it, it is to claim the more valuable, the, the property that sells more easily, for which there's more demand and so on. So Metav Sadeu means of all his properties, we're going to take the finest of his property and claim from that for the, for the Nizak. The Mishnah says, This principle that if you're damaged, you're paid from Edith, from the best property. The reason this comes into Gitin is because it's this section, we're dealing with a whole lot of, uh, of laws that were instituted uh, because of Tikkun HaOlam, to just make the world a better place, to make the world operate better. And, and this is one of those. As Rashi says, the, the fact that we claim Nezek from Idit, from the finest of all the properties, is Mikulu Mipnei Tikkun HaOlam, says Rashi. This is because of Tikkun HaOlam. That's, that's, how, that's why we do that. Ask the Gemara Mipnei Tikkun HaOlam. What are you talking about? The reason that we claim uh, from the finest property is a Gezeira Derabonon, the Derabonon Institute that to make the world a better place. Right to here. This is in the Torah. It says very clearly in the Torah that you've got to play from Edith. What is the Mishnah talking about? So this we'll have to explain according to Rabbi Shmuel, says Abaya, that the Torah says that 
when we're talking about best property, middle property, lowest property, that spectrum, is that spectrum judged by the range of property owned by the, the person who has been damaged, the claimant, or by the defendant, the person who damages? Uh, so Rabbi Shmuel says, really, the Torah says it's the, it works with the Nizak. You look at the, at the, at the Nizak's property, and, and based on his spectrum, we define what property needs to be claimed from. But the Rabbonin instituted because of Tikkun Olam that we should look at the Mazik's property and we claim from his best property, from the best property that he's had. So the, the Nizak might have some property in, in South Africa and some property in the Congo and some property in the Sahara Desert. So for him, it, it is, is quite a low level. The, the finest property is quite a low level. The Mazik might have property in New York, in Manhattan. We'll claim from Manhattan. Even though in the Nizak spectrum, that's, right, that's way beyond the spectrum. That's Tikkun Olam, says Rabbi Ishmael. And the Gemara goes on with the Machlokas, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael. And then on Daf Memtes, the Gemara says, Lo'olam matnitin Rabbi Akiva. Really, the Mishnah goes like Rabbi Akiva, the Amarmid, or right to be the Mazik Shemina. Not like Rabbi Ishmael, this is a difference between the Nizak and the Mazik. No, the Torah itself says, You'll take the best of the Mazik's property. You'll take that property in Manhattan, even though the Nizak's best property is in Africa somewhere. But we'll take from the Mazik's finest property. That's Midoraisa. Rabbi Shimoni, but we're going like Rabbi Shimoni, Rashi says, was the Talmud of Rabbi Akiva. The Darish Taimadikro, Rabbi Shimon says that the reasons for, for, for mitzvahs are an important part of understanding them. Umatam Kamar, so that he's giving a reason why the Torah. It's true, the Torah says you've got to claim from the best property. Rabbi Shimon would hold that you do have time at the crowd, that you were to say, and why does the Torah say that? My time. That's what the Mishnah is saying. The Mishnah goes like Rabbi Shimon, and it's giving you the philosophic reason for the Mitzvah Doraisa. The Torah says claim from the New York property, says, says, says our Mishnah, and the reason the Torah says that is to make the world a better place. And then the Gemara goes on to explain, to disincentivize damages so that people will look after their oxen, look after their property, because they'll realize they could lose their property in New York if, if their ox gets out of hand and causes damage uh, and, and the Beisdin has to claim for those damages. So, so to disincentivize damage and force people to take good care of their property, the Torah tells us to um, take from the best of the property. Says Tosfus, Lo pligi This machlokes, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, who argue in Bava Metziah about whether there's a dosh in Tamedikra or not, whether you consider the reasons for the psukim or you don't, says Tosfus, that's only when there's a nafkimina, when there's a halachic difference. On that, Rabbi Shimon says, we will use the philosophy in order to make a halachic decision. Where you could say it, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So for the example we have in Bova Metzia is the question of not taking security. If you take security from a from a, a poor woman, uh, you, you have to bring the security back every day. If you take the, the, the clothes that she needs in the nighttime, you've got to bring it back for the night, for the daytime, for the day, and so on. And the Gemara discusses there on that mission in Bova Metzia, Daf Kuftes Vov, um, Rashi references it on Daf Kuftes Vov in, in Bova Metziah, the Gabi Lotach Bol Beged Almana, the Kamar Ashira Memeshkinina Nota, where Rabbi Shimon concludes if she's a wealthy woman, you don't have to give it back to her. You, you, you can take it because she's got, she's got lots of clothes. 
But the Torah says you've got to be careful. You can't take take away something that she needs. Yeah, that's for a poor woman. But if since the reason is because she might need it, a rich woman doesn't need it. You can take it away. Rabbi Yehuda says you can't mess around with the psukim. That's the halacha. That's what it is. So he explains to us this idea of whether dashin and time dikra or not is where you're using the philosophy to reach halachic conclusion. On that, Rabbi Shimon says we use the philosophy to make halachic conclusions. Rabbi Yehuda says you don't. Says, but where there's no nafkamina la'alacha, where there's no halachic ramification to, to it, then everybody agrees there's a time of decry. Everybody agrees there's a reason, there's a philosophy behind the post. You're entitled to study the, the reason. Rabbi Huda doesn't agree with that. Rabbi Huda just says you can't use the philosophy in order to make a halachic decision. The halachic decision has to be made mathematically using the principles of halacha. You don't use philosophy to make halachic decisions. Rabbi Shimon says, says that you may do so. So that, that Tosfus is, is, is important as we get into the whole issue about, uh, about time and dikra, about reasons for the, for the psukim. And it, it starts with, the Rambam has a, a whole section in the third chalik of Moira Nebuchim. And we're going to discuss in one moment what, how to understand, how to frame Moira Nebuchim. There's, it's in the third section, this Perich of Vav and, 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 and uh, Lamed Aleph and Lamed Beis and on that whole section of Moira Nebuchim, the Rambam goes into the two views. The one view is that he explains in, in Perich Lamed Aleph, the one view is it's wrong to say that there's a reason for the mitzvahs because you're diminishing the mitzvahs into something that is rational to a human being. And the mitzvahs are super rational. They come from the Rebbeinu we, we We're not going to, to, to um, limit them, to contain them in our own limited rational reasoning. The Rambam disagrees with that completely and rejects it completely and says the, the, the Rebbeinu is the source of Chochmah. The Torah is Chochmah Sachayim. And, and we've got to try as best we can to understand the reasons for the, for the mitzvahs. Of course, there's reasons for every mitzvah. And the principle of the Rambam is even the chukim. The chukim don't mean there are no reasons for it. The chukim just means the reasons are more difficult to understand. Or, in terms of my opening comments, the chukim are the axioms that define the system. And, and those axioms, it's difficult to understand if you're inside the system. The Rebbein Shlom understands them. Shlom HaMelech understood all the chukim. Moshe Rabbein understood even, even para aduma. So they all have reasons, but you've got to view them from outside the system. If you, you've got to be bigger than the system if you want to understand the system. If you're inside the system, then you take the boundaries of the system as a given, and you operate within the system. So the chukim, the Rebbein hews out the boundaries, creates the system, and we operate within that system, says the Rambam. But even the chukim have reasons. And, and not only do they have reasons, but says the Rambam, one has to, to the best of one's ability, try to understand the reasons for the mitzvahs. Mishpatim are those laws which are very clear. We know what they are and the, uh, what their reason is, like gezel and murder and kibud aveim. And the chok is those mitzvahs which, where the reason is not obvious. All of the korbanos are all part of the, of the principle of chukim, says the Rambam. 
And Omru Chachamim, Shibishvila Vodata Korbanot HaOlam Omed, that the Korbanot are so important, although they're chukim, we don't understand the reasons necessary, but the world rests. It's a principle, it's an axiom on which the world rests. The Korbanot are so important. And the reason I bring that in is because that's in conflict with what the Rambam says in Mori Nevuchim. The Rambam says in Mori Nevuchim, He's got the strange Rambam, which the Telzerov explains in Shuredas very magnificently. But there the Rambam says the reason for the Korbanot is because at that time they were bringing Korbanot in any case. That's the way they served their gods. And it was too much for God to say stop altogether with Korbanot. People wouldn't be able to keep it. So he channeled the Korbanot into Avodah Hashem instead of Avodah Zorah. And that's how the Rambam explains it there. But, but one always has to read that in conjunction with the Rambam in Yad HaChazoka, where the Rambam says, this is a chok, and it's something that, that Bishvil Avodata Korbanot HaOlam made. the world rests on it. It's not, it wasn't given as some concession to idolatry. This is a fundamental axiomatic principle that the world rests on, says the Rambam. So how do you put the two together? What's important, I bring the Ramban as well. We don't have time to go through all of it, where the Ramban goes with the same derech as the Rambam, that the laws of the Torah are there to serve us. They're not there to, to, to impose on us. The laws of the Torah are there to serve us. They're to make us better people. They're to enable us to be able to see the world with clarity, to enable us to see the world with purity, to enable us to develop midot tovot. Uh, it's to teach us good midas. There's reason. Every mitzvah is there to develop the human being, to refine the human being, to, to grow the human being in, its, in his nobility. That's all the mitzvot are for, are for that reason. There's a reason for every one of them. But what, what's important to appreciate is the Ramban statement that Yes, in every mitzvah, there's a reason and a value to the human being. The mitzvah serves the human being. Quite apart from the schar you get, from the reward you get from obeying Hashem. The Ramban introduces us to an idea that the, um, uh, the in, in Derech Hashem, the Ramchal develops in, in, in the fourth section of Derech Hashem, I think it is, where he develops the idea that in every mitzvah, there are two parts. There's chok and there's mitzvah. There's the rational part of the mitzvah and there's the axiomatic part of the mitzvah. You've got them both at all times. And we can give reasons for the one part of the mitzvah and we need to know that beyond that there are other parts of the mitzvah that we can't always understand. And, and we observe the mitzvah in, in both its parts. But in order to understand this, this conflict between the Mori Nevuchim, the Rambam's Guide to the Perplexed and the, and the Yad HaChazaka, where in the Guide to the Perplexed he gives this reason for Korbanot, which is like historic and and comparative religion, it's quite, it's quite interesting. And yet in the Yad HaChazakai, he says this is a foundation of the world. It is the idea that I've often spoken about from the Drashot Haran, that there are two systems that we live in. There's Chok HaTeva and there's Chok HaShem Yitbarach. Chok HaTeva is the natural system of physics, the natural system of science. Human logic, mathematics, physics, chemistry, that, that's, that's one system within which we live. And we live in another system, which is Chok Hashem Yitbarach. And the run says that the, the start of the Torah really is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. HaChodesh HaZelachem is where the Torah really does start. But we, we know the, the, the Torah starts with Breshit Barah, but we also know the Rashi that says it should have started with, with, uh, um, with HaChodesh HaZelachem. And the run learns these are the two systems. 
The system of science starts with Breshit Bara, the world was created, how the world works, the story of, of, of the development of the Jewish people, as Rashi says in Breshit. If the Goyim asked, why do you get Eretz Yisrael? We've got to have a logical reason to give them how the world evolved, how the world developed. We've got to have a story. We've got to have a narrative. You need Breshis for that. The, the, the narrative would be missing without Breshis. But for us, we don't need that. Hashem gave us Eretz Yisrael. That's Chok. That's part of the, of the system that Hashem gave us. Yushalayim, the Besamikdash, avoid us Hashem. That's all part of, of how it is. We don't need the narrative. But, in, but if you're operating... It, not in the system of if you're not operating in, in Hashem's system of reasoning, then you need a narrative, then you need some other logical reason. So we have two beginnings of the Torah. We have a beginning which is Bereshis, and we have a beginning which is Achodesh Hazelachem. One Torah starts, the system of Hashem Yisbarach starts with Achodesh Hazelachem, and the system of, of um, Hateva, the Chok Hateva, starts with Bereshit Barah. And it's interesting that, in both, that, that both when it comes to the Bereshis, the words the Medrash uses that Rashi brings, If the Goyim ask you how you get to Yisrael, you have to have a narrative. It's for the Goyim, meaning it's for people who are not operating within the system of Koch Hashem Yisbarach. And what about in Pashas Chukas a couple of weeks ago? Zot Chukat HaTorah Lefisha Satan Yisrael. Because the, the non-Jewish people, the people and, and the certain people who operate not in the system of Chok Hashem Yisbarach, question the Chukim. You've just got to say this is an axiom. You don't have to explain it to them. It's not able to be explained to them. This is a Chok and, and that's why we follow it. Once again, you see the Umot Olam aren't capable of reasoning within the system of Chok Hashem Yisbarach. And therefore, there are axioms that they can't relate to and understand, and they can't function within those axioms. They function within the Chokateva. Within the Chokateva, you've got to explain things differently. The Moira Nevuchim is written to explain the Torah within the Chokateva. It's for people who are not operating within the Chok Hashem Yisbarach. They need to understand how does it work, and why is it there, and what's it there. And the Ramam develops a whole philosophy to explain the entire Torah, and all the mitzvahs are Torah, to a person who's operating in Chokateva, and he wants to understand the Torah. The Yad HaChazaka is written for a different system. The Yad HaChazaka is the system of, of, of Chok Hashem Yisbarach. So if you're operating within the system of Chok Hashem Yisbarach, then the Korbanot are a foundation of the world. If you're operating within Chok Hateva, I've got a narrative for you. You need a narrative. I'll give you the narrative. And it'll make sense of it. Both of them give meaning. We have to give meaning to the Torah in both systems. You have to be able to give meaning to the Torah if you're operating in the Chok HaTeva, and you have to give meaning to the Torah if you're operating in the Chok HaShem Yisbarach. And so when we deal with this whole idea of the, of the mitzvahs and the Tosfah saying, the question of whether Dashin and Taimidi cry is only when there is a halachic difference. But if there's no halachic difference, of course there's Taimidi cry. There's got to be reason and logic for mitzvot. What do we think? Hashem's going to give us irrational mitzvahs, as the Rambam says. Is the Rebbe Hashem irrational? How could we say such a thing? Of course there's reason, of course there's rationale, and of course we must all try our best to understand them as best we can, as far as we can get to them, realizing it will always go far beyond anything we're capable of understanding. In conclusion, there's one thing really important to understand when the Rambam says that every person is obligated to try and understand kafi kocho. Each person should try as far as, as he's able to do. Why does the Rambam say kafi kocho? Why doesn't the Rambam just give us the reasons? Here's the book of the reasons of the, of the mitzvot. Like the Sefer Achinuch says, you want to know the reasons for the mitzvot? Here they are. Why does he leave it to each person to try and figure it out himself? 
Because that's what time means. Rabbi Yeruchim used to say that time, a mitzvah, is like the time of food, the taste. The taste is not the reason you eat. The reason you eat is for nutrition. The time a mitzvah is the time is what motivates you to eat. You eat because it's delicious, but that's not the reason. The time is what gives you the pleasure and that motivates you. So the time a mitzvah also that's not the full reason. The reason is that in Chok Hashem Yisbarach, in the system of Chok Hashem Yisbarach, the reason is a completely different reason. But we're driven by the time for us to understand the time. But just as taste is very individual. So the time of mitzvah is also individual. Nobody can tell you what the time is. One can give direction, one can give guidelines, one can give method. But at the end of the day, each person has to try to the best they can to find the taste in the mitzvah. What does this mitzvah mean to me? Why is this mitzvah important to me? What difference does this mitzvah make in my life? Using the principles of the Ramban, that it's there to make me a finer person. How does it do that? To give me better midot, how does it do that? Or as the Rambam says, to give me better dayot, to improve my opinions and my thinking. How does it do that? That each of us has to probe and each of us has to try and understand for ourselves as best we can so that we can relate to that part of the mitzvah in a way that works for us and then to always know that there's the Chok Hashem Yitbarach there's that other system of reasoning which the Rambam covers in Yad HaChazakah which is the system of Chok Hashem Yitbarach which operates differently